Hey everybody, this is Sam with National Sports Overtime, and we are going to be kind of starting a series based on the ERO system that Tim Knight came up with. Um, I'm going to try to break it down like I'm talking to someone with no clue what I might even be thinking about. And what it does, and the reason why I use it in any group that I'm in for, like, work or anything like that, or I use it in coaching, or I use it in my own life, is, number one, because it works. But number two, once you get to thinking like that, then it really comes alive and you don't have to stop. It's just something that's part of you because you need to learn how to take ownership of the one thing that you can control. So let's start off. I want to break this down for you guys. E plus O equals, or excuse me, E plus R equals O. And when I talk to players about this, I talk to them in this way, in a math formula. It's how it is broken down. It's the event plus response equals the outcome. And what it does is, this is sometimes called the R factor by a lot of coaches. They've shortened it so that they can get it across easier to players. My players, whether they be middle school or high school, they more relate to the math equation. But I can see how adults would relate to the R factor. That's the thing you can control. So, I'm going to talk about a high school in my area. That's Herbert Hoover High School. And what I have seen happen to their football team in the last two years, year and a half, And what I've seen happen to their community. I don't know how many years ago. I think it was three or four. They had an E happen. An event. An event is usually something you can't control. And it was definitely something they could not control. The river that runs right by their high school. Flooded. The whole area. It flooded their school, it flooded their softball fields, their baseball fields, soccer fields, football fields. It literally washed away dugouts, washed away bleachers. It got into the school, I forget how high they said it was, mold everywhere. Once the flood waters receded, the river got them. Well, remember I said it's the E plus the R, 
R stands for response. And that's what you can control. What is your response about this? Well, on TV, they showed many people upset, angry. They showed a lot of people crying because of what they had lost. Two years ago, Coach Joey Fields came in to that community, that area, as the head football coach. His response to not having a field to play at, his response to the building that took away their uniforms, that made their helmets unusable because of mold and because quite a few of them got washed away, took, I would say, 85 to 90% of their equipment away in this flood, and they had donated equipment. His response could have been, this is awful, oh poor us, we don't even have a field, and just constantly griping. It wasn't, though. Because... His response was to be intentional about the way he thought, the way he made decisions, and the actions he took that his players saw. And remember I said it equals an outcome. Last year, which was his first year, Herbert Hoover High School had pretty good football team. This year, they have a scary football team. Scary as in good, as in going to make the playoffs. As I'm willing to bet you, probably going to go far in the playoffs. How far? That's up to Coach Fields and his players. But here's the thing. The key to producing the outcomes you want, whether it be wins, whether it be getting a project done at work, whether it be coming back from an injury, whether it be cleaning your house, isn't the event or the circumstances that you encounter. It's how you choose to respond. So in order to get better outcomes in whatever you're seeking, it requires you, your group, or your team to have better responses from the people that are involved. So, your performance is really determined with how you, yourself, or how your team manages the R. And what you're looking at when you are trying to manage the R is basically... You want to strengthen the culture you're building, either at work, 
either on your team or if you're doing it within yourself, it's strengthening your beliefs, your values, what you stand for. And you want to take personal ownership of how you respond. And if, like I said, if you're working on a team or a group, just know that when I say team, I mean when you're working, you're, you're an adult, and you're part of a group. Because I'm going to use team most of the time. What it does is you want to improve your productivity, your efficiency in doing certain actions. If I'm a basketball coach, I need them to respond better when they get a foul called on them. Because by them not getting upset, realizing that people make mistakes and mistakes are how we learn, then they will have better productivity on the basketball court. They won't be angry. They won't be looking to get a player back. They won't be looking to get the referee back. And will have better time efficiency. So a lot of times when you're coaching players, whether they be football, cross-country, anything, um, I do it the three-clap. And what you do, you make a mistake, you make a foul, you make something happen that you need to forget. You clap three times, it's over, done with, forget it. And if you train yourself, you'll be able to kind of do that. Now, I have seen coaches also tie rubber bands around uh, players' wrists, and they snap them. They feel that pain, it's supposed to jolt them and say, I need to concentrate on the next play. I know a lot of um, coaches run a next play system of forgetting in order to improve their efficiency. How you respond also accelerates change, whether it's change in your life or It's change in your team's attitude, but you've got to accelerate some kind of change in order to get a different outcome, in order to get a better outcome. You've got to minimize the BCDs, and you're like, Sam, you've got to explain stuff. Yeah, I know. But eventually you're going to be calling them the BCDs too. And that's one thing that you yourself want to learn. You want your players to learn. You want your employees or your teammates to learn. Is minimize the blaming, the complaining, and the defensiveness. Let me go over those. You want to minimize the B, C, Ds. B for blaming. C for complaining. D for defensiveness. It's making excuses that it's not my fault. Getting defensive about something. 
Notice I didn't say eliminate. You're human. There is going to be some blaming, complaining, and being defensive in your life. It's just how it is. You just want to minimize it when you're playing a game, whether you're on the field, uh, whether you're at work, whether it's to yourself. And I've always found that I can minimize my BCDs by having a person who I am close enough to that I trust a lot that may not be my best friend. Now let me explain why. Because you don't want to be going and complaining to your best friend. Here's why. Number one, a lot of times they'll tell you what you want to hear. They'll agree with you. Maybe they're in the same situation and they want to compare situations to you. Um, They're really maybe don't have your best interests at heart. Um, Say your job takes you away from them a lot. You know, you guys used to be best friends in in college, used to hang out six nights a week. Now you're lucky if you get one night a week, two nights a week, and you complain about your job all the time. Well, they don't like that job because they don't get to see you as often. So they may intensify your complaining, intensify your response, and it not be a good response. It's very good if you have someone that you do trust, and you trust a lot, but you don't see them all the time. But is around the situation. So let me describe my situation. You guys know two years ago I was a first time assistant coach. I had always been a head coach before. Other than when I was an assistant coach to my mentor. Um, it was extremely hard to be an assistant coach. After being a head coach for so long. Being out of it. Then, you know, a couple years. And then stepping back into an assistant coach's role. Just extremely hard. Well... Actually, my two sounding boards, which is exactly what I told them that they were, were former players of mine. One of which I won um, a state championship with, and we have had a bond ever since that's happened. One of which, who... I was their head coach in 
uh, basketball, in volleyball, in softball, in track, in in middle school, and some in high school. One was a guy, one was a girl. And I used them that whole season. I would tell them, hey, this is my issue with my team. This is my issue with myself. This is my issue with administration. This is my issue with head coach. Tell me, is this possibly the right response? Is it not? I would tell them what my response was in a game. Sometimes they were actually there and saw it. Sometimes it was me describing it. Um, but they would give me advice. And yes, they are former players of mine who I trust, and I hope they trust me. But they're not every day in my life, but I know them extremely well. And a lot of people say, how can you know them extremely well when, you know, they're not in your life every day? When they're not um, in contact with you year after year after year, every day, every day, every day? Well, that's what makes them the best sounding board or the best advice board for me. To go to is because they both knew basketball. Matter of fact, I think both of them need to get into or back into coaching. Um, they have that talent. They have that it factor. So they understand the world. I was in and what I was saying and explaining. And they weren't afraid to call me out on my BCDs. Well, you know, yeah, that's going on, but can you change it? Well, no, okay, shut up about it. That's how blunt and honest they were. Um, I didn't talk to them both at the same time. I talked to them separately. So when I'm getting the same exact reaction, can you change it? And I say no, and they both are saying, shut up then. Deal with it. At one point in the season, I was extremely upset disappointed, just fiery mad. I talked to them one after another because they both happened to call that day. I don't know if that's true that they happened, but I didn't call them. But they both immediately could tell that I was angry. That's how well they knew me. And when I told them what I 
我